0: all right all right all right this is Lindsay berry uh the last two podcast episodes of 2021 are going to be meaty a lot of meat in this episode and the next episode where i'm sharing with you my top 20 list these are the 20 things that i wish i would have overcome or learned or done way faster than i did and if you get on these things early in 2022 you're gonna have your best year ever you're going to grow your community big time and when your community grows, guess what? Your income grows. It is a fact, I'm sure you already know that. Okay, let's dive right in. The first thing I'm gonna uh, recommend you do in 2022, if you've never done it before, or if you haven't done it in a long time, is get yourself into a group coaching program that is live and interactive, led and created by someone who has achieved things you want to achieve, meaning do your research, be picky. Don't just get into the first group program that comes along. And if you want to choose something that's free, that's cool. However, I find that when something's free, I don't work as hard at it. I'm more likely to quit or push it aside. So I would find something that's within your budget, Um, you know, somewhere between 100 and 500 a month, if you're just doing some coaching and some training, um, making sure that it's a community of people that you can actually connect with. And you wanna have a mix of group and one-on-one coaching in this program. Now, all of the things I'm gonna share with you that I recommend you do ASAP in 2022, uh, there are links below this podcast episode. So you can definitely go ahead and look in the show notes and click links to find all the things I'm talking about whether it be what I'm about to talk about next, which is payment systems or group coaching programs, because of course I offer some of them and I design them around what I have found that helped me and around what I haven't found that I needed. So I created it for Fempreneurs. One of the things that I wish I would have set up and kind of got over this mindset quicker and got into a better mindset about it is fees transactional fees, financial fees, meaning when you have a product or service, you're gonna to need to receive money in exchange for your product or service. Now, you can ask for e-transfers, but I would never ever do that if I were you. I see a lot of women staying in that small mindset, that small business mentality of like, you know, two or three transactions a month, so I'm not gonna set up Stripe or Square up. Um, set up an account at Stripe right now, it's free. You're only gonna get charged if you make money. You're not gonna pay a monthly fee or anything. Same with square up, if you wanna be able to charge fees on site. So when I sell books and merch, I have that little stripe swipey, or yeah, the little square up, not stripe. It swipes the stripe on the card, but it's not called stripe. Um, these are things you're gonna need. So stop putting it off, stop playing small. Uh, woman up and do this for yourself, for your business, for your clients. It looks unprofessional to be asking for e-transfers for things. If they receive a bill in the mail, that's a one-time bill, and they say to you, hey, can I send you an e-transfer? You can say, yeah, sure, it's up to you, but I do need to have this paid or cleared up within the next 24 hours, for example. So reminding them that just because they've switched over to a different payment method that's maybe gonna mean more money in your pocket at the end, it doesn't mean they have more time to pay you. So um, yeah, just get over that mentality. I wish I would've done that a lot sooner, would've looked much more professional. And with Stripe, you can actually get a unique link for a payment page. So what I do with most of my stuff is, it's usually three to six months of consecutive payments. And so I don't want to have to talk to them once a month about paying their bills. So I set it up through Stripe so that it comes out of their, off their credit card automatically once a month. And you can actually have a unique link for that payment page. And you will not pay a penny for any of this unless you actually make a sale. So that is the next thing I think you need to do ASAP in 2022 if you haven't already. Okay. I'm in the house now. I'm not outside minus 20 walking my dog anymore. So the sound has probably changed a bit, but anyways. Okay. Next number three. So just like paying fees, when you make a sale, a website is a must. So, you know, paying a fee, when you make a transaction, when a transaction happens, it results in you making money. That's a cost of doing business. Just like that. Having a website is a cost of doing business. So Saying that you're not ready yet for a website or you don't think you need one yet, you're playing small. Again, you're you're, you're playing as though or pretending as though your business isn't going to be big. And you need a website to look like you have drove your stake into the ground and you are here to stay. It is going to give you credibility. It is going to help you come up in Google searches more effectively and more often. So you do need a website uh, I recommend Squarespace because it is the only DIY platform that I have used and loved. And uh, you can go to Squarespace, squarespace.com and you can go and check out my website. It's, you know, built on Squarespace. All of the Femprinter grads who hire me to help them with uh, their own marketing, we I get them all switched over to Squarespace because it's the only thing I know. And it works great. And, you know, I'm not learning anything else. And so if they want to work with me, that's where they have to be. Um, And it's awesome. And I teach my girls how to change their website themselves. One of the most frustrating things for me when I got my first website, the39forevermom.com, when I had just uh, started writing my first ever book, which is called, of course, Money and the 39 Forever Mom, uh, one of the most frustrating things was having this web designer who would get back to me within two to three days when I needed a change made. And you know in the world of marketing or in the world of just like having a business, sometimes there's a change that needs to be made and needs to be made right now. And as an entrepreneur, it's really hard when you really want to do something yourself, but you can't because you either just don't know how to log in to make a change to your website or you just have no idea how to do it because god forbid it's a WordPress website and you don't know how to use WordPress. So, I would I would definitely go with Squarespace if you don't have a website yet or if you're fighting through some other website platform that you're finding to be really not user-friendly. I do have quite a few, uh, YouTube videos showing you how to do the basic things you need to do on your website so that you can build things. You can add your YouTube videos. You can, you know, um, start a blog and or a podcast. You can, you know, I actually teach you specifically what you need to have on your homepage. All that stuff is on my YouTube channel. So you can go to youtube.com slash Lindsay Berry. Okay, Fempreneurs, number four on the top 20 list is listening to podcasts. Gosh, I wish I would have started listening to podcasts long before I did. The first podcast that I ever got into was Tim Ferriss' podcast. It's called The Tim Ferriss Show. And I discovered it, and then I quickly picked up his podcast awesome book called the four hour work week and learned a ton about how to hire the right virtual assistants and how to delegate things effectively and efficiently. Um, I learned just a lot of mindset shifts around, you know, how to be an entrepreneur that gets stuff done without doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. (laughs) Um, how to, you know, put things through a litmus test as to whether or not it should actually go from idea to, you know, being put into action. So anyways, The Tim Ferriss Show, uh, he interviews a ton of today's top performers and just people that have done things that we all strive to do. And the podcast has been around for, I feel like it's been over 10 years now. So there's a lot of episodes for you to check out if you're just discovering it now. The other um, podcast that has been a life changer for me that I wish I would have listened to a long time before I did is a, a podcast by a guy named Pat Flynn. And his podcast is called Smart Passive Income. So the links to both of those podcasts are below. Those podcasts are also a huge part of the reason why I wanted to design a niche podcast for you, for a female entrepreneur who is either new to being a business owner or is new to really working hard to get her online presence ramped up. So that is what this podcast that you're listening to now is all about and is very much thanks to the really great influence that both Tim Ferriss and Pat Flynn have been in my life. So this one is almost like the opposite of the last one. It's don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> it's actually not don't listen to them at all. It's know when to take a break. And so when I feel myself kind of going into information overload mode, I really just start to feel overwhelmed. I feel like my to-do list and my ideas that I want to put into action list are getting too long and too complicated. And if I keep listening to podcasts, I'm going to be inspired about new things that are going to keep getting added to the list. And I don't want that. I want to action the things that are already on the list. So I've actually been on a podcast break now for about a month. I haven't listened to, well, that's not true. When I'm with my son, sometimes he turns on the Joe Rogan show, which is a different type of podcast. I do um, get some ideas and some inspiration from it, but it's more kind of current events and um, just often kind of hilarious things cuz you know it's Joe Rogan but as far as listening to my favorite podcasts that I know are going to inspire me and give me new ideas I will take breaks from those and completely go into what I call output mode so input is of course taking on new ideas bringing new information into my brain and output mode is taking all that stuff that I've learned over the last you know 90 days or so and creating something from it so a lot of you know I created the 90 day planner uh, pretty much right as I was finishing writing my, my most recent book, I started building this planner and then that was the project. And that was actually um, just not even something I'd planned on doing, but I really felt inspired to do it. And the next thing that I am about to put out is the journal. So I actually already have the journal created and I have the weekly accelerator created as well, but I have a lot of bonus material that I've um, got planned to put into that. So there'll be a lot of cool stuff in that planner, or sorry, in that journal with the weekly accelerator as well built in there. And that's what I'm really pumped about putting out. And if I was listening to podcasts all the time still, and if I was, you know, getting excited about new things, it would just, it would make my brain feel like not a fun place to be. So until I get some more things checked off the list, um, another one, for example, is the reality show. So 2022 is a big year where the reality show, a lot of the videos and stories of, you know, the over 165 women, that I've had the privilege of working with one-on-one and in the Fempreneur Marketing School groups, I'm actually taking their stories and turning them into a reality show. So kind of a then and now um, story in each episode. And that's a big part of what I'm working on in 2022. So I've dialed down the amount of uh, one-on-one and group coaching that I'm going to be doing because I know once that reality show gets out there, it's going to make a huge impact. So I'm not going to be allowing myself a lot of time for listening to podcasts. I'm going to be taking these years and years of podcasts that have inspired me, that I've listened to, that have inspired me, and i gonna be turning them into things that you all can, you know, take and run with and learn from. And uh, I'm, I'm going to be giving you real life examples of fempreneurs who have made big changes and big leaps in their businesses from doing these things. So that is uh number what number are we on? Number 5, knowing when to take a break from podcasts so that you can implement what you've already learned. And now let's move on to number 6. Number 6 is write a book. And I'm not talking necessarily about a big book like the first one I ever wrote. That was probably not what I should have done back then, but I didn't know any better and I'm glad I did it. But the 90 day program that I built is helping women grow their communities. And the key outcome that all of my new 90 day program members are going to have at the end of that 90 days is they're going to have a workbook or a planner or some sort of sort of a guidebook or a series of weekly checklists or something they're going to have that on amazon by the end of the 90 days so if if you want to know the number one thing of all 20 of these things that i wish i would have done earlier on in my career when i decided i was serious and i was never going to leave the career of finance and, you know, teaching women about money and how to be better at it and how to get a more of a handle on their money and take control of their money. I wish I would have wrote my book, Money and the 39 Forever Mom, long before I did. Um, I did it quite quickly. I had it completed in nine months. Um, but the thing is, because I wasn't really, um, I wasn't really super happy with it when I finished it for a number of reasons, I ended up revising it and basically making it bigger and better and with more information in it about a year later. So, um, but anyways, long story short, if you put something on Amazon, uh, which is super easy to do, it actually costs you $0. If you wanted to DIY it, um, I encourage you to do something, you know, inexpensive, like join the 90 day program, because you're going to get my blueprint of how to, complete that whole process and put your book on Amazon as part of the fee that I charge for that program. You can also work with me one-on-one if you want um, kind of more of an experience like what Noreen and Felicia just had. They joined my small little FEM author's group and they have just completed their books after six months of hard work. And their books are going to be on Amazon early in 2022. Um, So there's lots of different ways to get my help with getting your book on there, but it actually doesn't cost you any money to put it on other than hiring someone who knows how to do it. So you don't have to pay anyone to design your cover. You can do that yourself. You don't have to pay anyone to edit or format your book. You can find editors. There's people in your world right now who would gladly edit your book. All the things that you maybe think cost a lot of money, um, involved in putting a book on Amazon, they don't. So if you want to learn more about that, go to yycfemprunters.com slash program. But I really wish I would have gained the credibility that comes from being a self-published author long before I did. And of course I really got addicted to it because I saw how huge uh, it was for my career. The huge impact being an author has on your career. I can't even begin to explain it to you guys. Like I could list off so many things that happened to me so many amazing clients that came into my world, how much easier it got to have people to say yes to you once you've, once you're an author. I mean, having a book that's printed, um, is the ultimate business card. So being able to leave a copy of a book that you've written a professionally bound book and leave that with someone, it probably costs you, you know, anywhere from four to $6 of your cost to have that book printed. And ship to you and you leave that four to six dollar business card with someone it's something that very few people in your industry can do so you're instantly setting yourself above the rest of them so that is number six on my top 20 list write a book whether it be a book like you know a guidebook a workbook a planner a journal anything that takes those top you know, five to 10 things that you're saying all the time, that you're doing all the time in your work with your clients and puts it into an actionable step-by-step guide for people. Less than a hundred pages, get that on Amazon as soon as you can in 2022. And if you need help with that, you know how to reach me. So number seven on my top 20 list is something that I've always done really well. Uh, I credit this to my dad, who always was putting a camera in our face when we were kids. He was taking pictures all the time of everything, and I'm so glad he did. I have so many pictures from my childhood, and I know if he could have had a video camera at his fingertips all the time, (laughs) we would have the most hilarious and amazing videos. But it was all still images back in the day, and I love to be a bit of a goofball in front of the camera. I love to pose. I love to just accentuate the, the moment and get, you know, just make the photo a little more interesting and a little more snazzy. So number seven is just document your life, especially while you're doing something like what I mentioned in top, uh, number six from the top 20, which is to write a book during your creation process of anything whether it be a book or a reality TV series or a new offer like some sort of a package that you've decided you're gonna put together don't like keep it a secret and then just unveil it out of the blue like no one knew you were working on it always be taking your audience your fans your followers your friends take those people along on the ride on anything that you're doing or building and that voice inside your head that's telling you that no one cares is full of shit People care, they want to know, they want to support you, they're curious, they really do want to know and the cool thing is the people who are excited about what you're building because they want it You're building uh, a stronger connection with that person by taking them along on the ride. And when they have to wait a little bit for something, they're that much more excited to grab it once it's available. So I encourage you to document your life, get your face in front of that camera, be the face of your business, both in images and videos. But I gotta say, if you've been a video shy or a video no go person in the past, let 2022 be the year that you embrace it. And trust me, you will be so glad you did. And if you want help with creating videos, uh, talk to my friend Felicia Yap. You can find her at realawesome.com.ca. I can't remember now. You can also find her for sure on Instagram at realawesomeproductions. One thing I forgot to mention um, in number seven before we move on to number eight is, is a line from my book. And it goes like this, false, if you build it, they will come. So it really is not true. It's not true that if you build something, people will come and buy it from you or take it from you or want it. No, 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 no. So that's another reason why you want to be documenting your life is making sure that people know what you're thinking about building before you even build it. And of course, you need to be asking for their feedback on your ideas and things you want to build because... If you build something, and I've done it, you guys, I've put so many friggin' hours of work into some things that no one ever had any interest in or understood even what it was necessarily. So, having your audience help you build something is really important. And that's a big part of why you want to be documenting your life and sharing behind the scenes bits and pieces of what you're up to and what you're thinking with your audience all the time. And yes, I'm talking mostly about doing that when it comes to your business, but you also want to share your personal life with them too. All right. So number eight, speaking of sharing your personal life with people is get outside. I don't care if you live in the heart of a busy city, get outside, find a place with some trees and some grass. If it's winter you know, find some areas where, you know, you're kind of in nature to some degree. Um, get outside. And and not just so you can make awesome videos to share with your audience, but your soul, your body, your hormones needs to get outside. And not just get outside and necessarily sit in nature, but moving around, walking, looking around, smelling the smells, seeing the sights, watching the little birdies flit around the trees you really will uh, find that your creative juices flow so much better when you're outside and when you're moving. And of course, there's science to prove why that happens and why that is. But I can't tell you enough how much more creative you will be if you get outside more often. And your goal should be to every day get outside for at least a 30 minute walk. And when you have a cute little creature like I do, my my border collie Dirk, it makes it a lot easier (laughs) because the guilt alone of, you know, not taking him outside will get me outside on days when I might think I could get away with it. You know, with I might be able to get away with not going outside today and maintain my creativity, sometimes I tell myself myself lies like that but ultimately it's better if I get outside. So that is one of the top 20 things that I wish I would have done more of and been more strict with. There was times when I would sit in front of my computer for hours and I would start to feel really unmotivated and just not creative, just not coming up with good stuff. And I just would stick it out and I would sit there longer and I would waste so much time. Once I learned the trick of feeling that and sensing when you're getting into that uncreative mode And when your body is literally just starting to go to sleep and your mind is starting to wonder what's happening because you haven't moved your body in so long, just getting up and putting on the runners, if it's winter, bundling up and getting outside, it changes the game completely. So I encourage you to do that and be more strict with yourself, just like you're more strict with yourself um, with maybe not buying chips at the grocery store. So they're not in your cupboard. This is one of those things, do it for your health, but do it also because you are born to serve. You're on this earth to serve others. And if there's something standing in the way of that, something simple, like just getting outside every day, then that's your moral responsibility. You need to go and do that thing that will enable you to be of more use to the right people, to the people that you were born to serve. So to illustrate number nine, as best as I possibly can, I'm going to tell you a little story about Lindsay back in 2014. um, It was the beginning of 2014 when I got fired from my job at an international investment firm a really well-known company that you would know if I mentioned it, but I won't. (laughs) Um, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything bad. I got fired simply because I wasn't hitting the commission targets. Um, I was in a pretty bad place. I was kind of chasing my tail every day. I didn't really know specifically what was working. Um, as far as working, you know, and that's the thing about working in a corporate setting, what's working is defined one way by the higher ups in the corporation. And what's working is defined differently by you because you can feel those connections being made and those relationships happening that are resulting in clients, but that's not necessarily working according to them because it may not be working fast enough or the way they want it to work. So I was definitely getting new clients. I was definitely um, building relationships with the right people, but it wasn't until later that I realized what I was really good at and what I needed to do more of. And that is educate women about how to be better with money. And eventually that led to teaching women who have the ability to make money from their own talents through their own businesses, teaching them how to do a better job of their marketing so they could reach more of the people they want to serve so they can make more money. But anyways, um, number nine is about figuring out how to structure your schedule so that you're not shifting gears all the time. So you're staying, you know, in, in, um, creative mode for a day. And then the next day you're meeting with clients all day, and then you switch back to creative mode the next day. And then maybe you do meetings the following day. That's actually how I ended up beginning to structure my life Once I got fired and I started my own business, I had no structure. I was all over the place. I was just reacting to whatever email came in. I was reacting to whatever phone call came in. I was reacting to whatever invite came across my LinkedIn, you know, um, account. It was, I was always in reaction mode. I had no concept of planning. I had no concept of batching. And number nine on my top 20 list is batching. It's batching your things you need to get done. And the first step in batching is categorizing them. Uh, If you need help with this, you need to talk to Noreen Music. She um, actually is the reason why Femprinter Marketing School now has a whole uh, two weeks focused on this whole concept of actually identifying your core tasks—the things that you have to keep doing. You can't delegate them to someone else because you have to do them. And identifying them as either creative zone brain, like the the creative part of your brain, or um, more of the task oriented stuff, where you're just doing things that you just need to get done. It could be completing paperwork. It could be scheduling it could be just answering emails. But if you're in creative brain, that's where you're on Canva and you're creating marketing material, you're editing videos, you're outside walking with your dog, shooting a marketing video for an upcoming product or workshop that you're launching. So the creative brain is very different from all the other things that you do. And it's important that you identify some uh, tasks that you're already doing that are somehow getting blended in to the admin tasks and you separate them and you put them in a block of your calendar where nothing else is going to get in the way meaning you're not going to check your email you're not going to look at your text messages you're not going to let anything cause you to react in a way that will take your brain out of that creative zone so i recommend having at least two to three hours consecutively at least two days a week to do this creating stuff and you want to go into that knowing specifically what you're going to create it doesn't mean you're going to stick to that list it doesn't mean you're going to you know confine yourself to only creating those things because that's the thing about being in the creative zone you're going to think of things to create in that moment that you didn't have planned but it's a brilliant idea because your brain is like so excited to be creating it's just coming up with these awesome things so i encourage you to separate your creation time from your admin time. And then the third thing is meetings. So there's admin time, there's create time, and there's meetings. And your meetings is when you're actually face-to-face with people, maybe virtually, maybe in person. Maybe it's when you're leading workshops. Um, That needs to not happen when you need to be either doing admin or creating things. Because here's what I've discovered. I would get resentful towards those people. And I would have a meeting coming up at two o'clock and I'd been in create zone from 9am and I was on a roll and I had popped out for a walk with my dog and come back and got right back into create mode, even better and fiercer than I had been before I went for that walk with my dog. And then I'm, you know, an hour and a half into that and I'm still on fire and I'm looking at my calendar and I've got all these things that I'm so pumped up to do and I'm doing a great job and I have to do a meeting. And I'm thinking about meeting with that person and I'm not looking forward to it because I would rather keep creating. I'm not going to tell you that that never happens anymore because sometimes I sneak in some creating in between my meetings, but my meeting days are Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's the only day I meet with clients. That's the only day I do podcast interviews, if I can help But There's the odd time when that just doesn't work for someone and I will be flexible, but I don't offer that. I wait for them to say, ooh, I can't meet with you on a Tuesday or Thursday for the next however many, you know, weeks. And I'm like, oh, that's too far away. Then let's find a time that works, you know, sooner than that. But that's on a case by case basis. And it rarely happens. I'm usually able to keep my meetings on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays are divided between create and admin. And I literally can't even begin to emphasize the power that is had on my productivity, So that is what number nine is all about. It's about batching your tasks. First of all, identifying them, deciding is this admin, is this client meetings, or is this creating? And you might have some other things, some other categories you want to add to that. Um, But those are the three that I use that I sort of define everything under one of those three categories. I know many of you listening to this are going to be shocked that I haven't mentioned this yet, but you probably knew it was coming. I'm going to give you a minute to see if you can guess what number 10 is on my top 20 list. (laughs) Yes, you're right. Get around more women like you. So if you haven't got the free journal yet, you will get it as a free welcome gift when you uh, join our email list. If you already are on our email list, you will want to go back and look at some of the emails you received from me sometime in November and December. 2021, you will have links in a few of those emails to get a free journal. So this is where you can download the PDF and print it. And you're going to print, um, four weeks worth of journal material at the end of each week, you're going to get the weekly accelerator writing exercise. And that is focused on getting you around more of the right people, as much as it's focused on keeping you focused on the right tasks. So It's going to be easier to stay focused on the right tasks it's going to be easier to get those tasks done when you're around other women who have very similar goals and tasks so if you have been one of those people that has been continually hanging around with your friends from your corporate life or your family members who all have jobs and you're wondering why you're feeling frustrated Working on and in your business, frustrated with marketing your business, frustrated with staying active on social media. You're frustrated because you're not hanging around enough people that are doing that stuff. I guarantee that's why you're frustrated. It's not because you don't feel inspired, it's not because you don't have great ideas, it's not because this stuff is hard, it's because you need to be around people that are doing it too because they're going to give you amazing ideas. They're going to give you pointers. They're going to see a post that you did and give you an idea of another similar post you can do that will complement it. They're going to interview you on Instagram live and share your business with their audience. They're going to come out to live events that you're at, and they're going to talk to you and high five you and introduce you to other people. They're going to be talking about your business when you're not even there in rooms full of opportunity. So I'm going to leave it there for this week. Next week, I'll be back with the next 10 on the top 20 list. You can find everything I mentioned in the show notes below this episode. And you can also find a lot of it at yycfampreneurs.com. If we haven't met yet, um, I'm Lindsay Barry, (laughs) and I'm so excited to meet you. And I know we're going to meet someday soon at either a live in-person event in the Calgary area or perhaps a virtual event. If you're not in the Calgary area, thank you so much for listening to the Fempreneur Marketing Podcast and for sharing it with other women like you so that we can do exactly what we just talked about in number 10 here so we can connect women like us with more women like us. So thank you for being here and I'll talk to you real soon. Bye for now.